1: is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight
3: Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, July 7th. Folks, you know, these are the dog days in sports. We've got the MLB All-Star Game coming up, and you know when that happens, there's like absolutely nothing else happening live sports-wise. But we do have the NBA Summer League nearly upon us. Now, Cowherd is going to an MMA fight, uh, UFC. I don't even know who's fighting this, this Saturday in Vegas. And he was like, yeah, I'm going. You should go out there. And I'm like, oh, well, I do have a hall pass. So I was thinking of going out to Vegas. So I look, Victor Wembenyama's debut tonight. Big debut for Big Vic. One of the most hyped athletes. Maybe one of the most hyped athletes since. Otani, I mean, Otani was supremely hyped for just basketball. You got to probably go back to LeBron in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence was pretty hyped, but Wembanyama has a global whiff to it because he's from Paris and his debut tonight against Brandon Miller. And we'll talk about Brandon Miller in a second is very exciting. So everybody's pumped up about the game. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll parachute into Vegas, go to the game. And then I hear it's been sold out for a week. And if, as if it, the hype around Wembenyama wasn't enough. Are you ready for this? An unbelievable story dropped on TMZ early Thursday morning. Victor Wembenyama was entering the restaurant Catch. Um, and I have been to Catch out here in LA. That was a little overpriced, but o- overall the food was excellent. Um, Victor Wembenyama is entering Catch with his security guard. Now, it's not his private security. The San Antonio Spurs have a security guard assigned to Wembenyama. They're entering catch, and it just so happens that Britney Spears, the, glo- she's a global pop star. Everybody knows who Britney Spears is. Britney Spears is apparently walking into catch with her husband, some guy, uh, who I have no idea who he is, and two friends who are not named. So they're walking into catch, and according to TMZ, now this, this is according to TMZ. I'll just append this to it. Believe None of what you hear and 50% of what you see. That's like a line that eh, I can't believe what I just saw. You know, that kind of deal. Um, According to TMZ, Britney Spears was behind Wembenyama, was all excited because she's a big fan. Okay? Britney Spears is a big fan of Wembenyama, the teenager from France. And Britney Spears taps him on the shoulder and then taps him on the back and at that point, the Spurs security guard realizes, oh, my gosh, we've got a fan out of control and doesn't even, like, turn and say, no more, please. He just backhands, according to TMZ, Britney Spears in the face, knocking her down at the restaurant and and knocking her sunglasses off of her face. So we're not talking about, like, a little, hey, get out of here, shove, like what Jordan Poole gave Draymond Green before he got sucker punched. We're talking about an out-and-a-half whack From the security guard. Britney goes down, blah, blah, blah. According to TMZ, Britney Spears is alleged to have said, this is bleeping America in like anger. She was rattled. You got hit in the face. Your sunglasses knocked off. I mean, you're shook. I don't really know what to believe here because I find it without video. I find it incredibly hard to believe uh, on a number of levels. First of all, that a mere backhand slap of someone could knock down another human being. And I'm not talking—there's no wind-up. is just a backhand slap. Now, it's possible that Britney Spears was off balance. We know she's got a history of, you know— uh, <laughs> Let's just say she's had a history of issues. And it's possible that, you know, she had been having fun prior to this and she was wobbly. Who knows? But I find that part hard to believe. What's even more difficult to believe, Rob, is that Britney Spears is a big fan of Wembenyama and she wanted his picture. Okay? I'm almost certain that Victor Wembenyama has no idea who Britney Spears is, for sure. You know, he's 19 years old. He was born in, what, 2004? Okay, Britney Spears' career has, I mean, has spiraled out of control. So he probably has no idea who he is. I'm also questioning whether Britney Spears really knows who Wembenyama is. Does she follow international basketball? Does she follow the NBA draft? Is she a Spurs fan? Who's her NBA team? She's from like Louisiana. I don't recall seeing her at Pelicans games. Like Britney Spears is a fan of Wembenyama. What's possible is Britney's husband, fiance, whoever this dude is she's with, said, hey, Brit, oh my gosh, it's Wembenyama. Can we get a pick? And if this jabroni, her husband, goes up to Wembenyama, he's going to be like, who are you? Now, if it's Britney Spears, he might be like, oh, you're attractive. And oh, are you famous? You know, like she is obviously still Britney Spears. If you, I don't follow her on Instagram, but I did go to her account before talking about this. She still looks e- e- extremely uh, nice and attractive. I'm assuming he was leveraging his wife's fame to maybe have sway with a teenager from France. So... All of this leading up to his debut, Rob. The story is kind of salacious, a little silly, also spectacular. Um, but at the same time, like I, I'm starting to get concerned. Like Wembenyama's getting put in this stratosphere where now global pop stars like Britney Spears are asking for a photo with him, and I don't know, like. Is it genuine or is it just like, holy cow, look at this circus act who's seven foot five. Let me get a picture with this guy. I, I, I don't know what to believe, but at the same time, like, is this a precursor to what's going to happen this season in the NBA for Wembenyama? Because I want to see him healthy and on the court. I don't want these sideshow acts like Zion Williamson with strippers and porn stars. I want Wembenyama hooping. Let me tell you, I pray
4: that this story is legit. Like when I first read it, the first thing that came to mind was coming to America and the barbershop scene where he's talking about how he met Martin Luther King Jr. And he was walking around the corner and someone punched him in the chest and he fell down. And he's like, oh, Dr. King. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. Like I thought that would have been the perfect scenario for this whole Britney Spears, Banyama situation. Look, it's your rationale about her husband probably knowing who he is. The fact that he's, you know, nine feet tall is probably a big deal as well. I mean, there's very few of those guys that tall to begin with. And he has a team of security guards. And I'm assuming like an entourage. So you have to know that he's somebody important. You know, um, I, I can definitely see that. But it's also possible that maybe she knows who he is kind of in passing. Like Woj said a few weeks ago that he's or a month, three months ago at the lottery that this is the greatest prospect in team sports history. You have NBA executives and on not just on CN, or Fox Sports 1 and, and ESPN, but like CNN and Fox News and MSNBC talking about this globalization of the NBA and how this kid is the greatest prospect, you know, since LeBron James, Michael Jordan, you know. And whether you or not you follow sports like that or you follow the NBA – you know who LeBron James is. You know who Michael Jordan is. So if they're talking about him like that, then it would make sense why even the most casual fans of sports, period, would at least know, oh, that's the extremely tall French kid that's supposed to be the greatest thing since the slight spread. So it's possible maybe that Brady knew who she was. I hope that she did and that she still got slapped. It's kind of funny.
3: Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, Spurs traveled to LA, Spurs traveled to New York, Spurs traveled to South Beach. Like, I'm not saying that there's going to be incidents around Vic, but I do just worry. Like, you know, some other, a lot of NBA guys are massive. Like LeBron James walking in a crowd, six foot nine, six foot eight, he's going to stand out, obviously. But there's a chance it's like, oh, that guy's really tall. Wembenyama's seven five, like he will. You could see him coming from, I don't know what miles away. Like the guy is enormous, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, that's that, that's that tall guy, and they're gonna want photos. I just, I'm. I had not thought about this in terms of the Wembenyama hype train until this Britney Spears incident happened. I do wonder, is this a blessing in disguise? Is there a chance that maybe the Spurs say, geez, this could be a thing all season. Maybe instead of just one super aggressive bodyguard, we need a phalanx of guys not surrounding Wembenyama, but kind of protecting the kid. You don't want him to be this introduction uh to the NBA where at America, where he's just getting swarmed everywhere he goes like if he's the
0: Beatles or something. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save
2: Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go
0: the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger
1: for the ones who get it done.
3: It's funny because I saw Draymond Green come out and say, We're setting him up to fail. Uh, Wembinyama, the hype, too much hype. This, we're setting, like, just stop. This isn't people setting him up to fail. Look at what he can do on the basketball court. This is not stuff we've ever seen before. And Draymond Green, for his point, even said on his podcast that there's only a handful of guys he'd take over Wembenyama. So are you too, Draymond, setting Wembenyama up to fail? Like, this is what we do in the media. We hype the hell out of prospects. That's what we do. We hype him to stir excitement. Hey, it's a new face on the scene. Somebody new. You know, LeBron's getting up there in age. Steph Curry's now 35. Like, they've dominated, dominated the league for like the last, well, Curry for the last eight years, LeBron for the last like 15. Oh, okay, they're starting to be phased out. Remember with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were starting to get old in their late 30s? Everybody's, oh, who's the next quarterback? Who's next? Who's got next? Everybody wants to latch on and be early. Oh, I called that guy. Or oh, I was all over that. That's what the media likes to do. We like to hype new prospects, get new guys into the discussion, into um, the orbit and put them on everybody's radar. Like but what I love is like when a Patrick Mahomes comes out of nowhere, right? He was a college quarterback. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a couple highlight plays in college where he's chucking the ball 90 yards, but overall he wasn't like a great prospect. He was not hyped. And generally what happens, generally, is the greatest players at the top of their sport usually, usually were not the most hyped. Obviously, you can start with Tom Brady, who has the most rings in the NFL. He's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, you know, sixth round pick, 199th overall. Did he slip through the cracks? Or is there something to not being hyped and heralded and having to work your way up the ladder and grind in the salt mines and— then you deliver this greatness that is incredible and a great look for the league. Um, LeBron, obviously, is slightly different as he's lived up to the hype and then some. Michael Jordan wasn't even the number one overall pick. He did win a title at Carolina, but it's not like he came in and it was like, oh, Michael, this guy's going to take over the league. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson certainly qualified as guys. Shaq, you know, one of the great centers of all time. Plenty of guys. I mean, Tim Duncan was the number one overall pick uh nfl i think slightly less um even joe montana i think rob you can check He was like a third round pick like generally in the nfl it's really tough it's just an inexact science not quite a crapshoot but in the nba like hey we've seen we saw lebron when he was i think 15 i was there courtside when lebron faced lenny cook in teaneck new jersey at the adidas camp because i worked at the newspaper which was like i don't know a few minutes away And I'll never forget, LeBron hit, like, a half-court shot to win the game. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy really is incredible. And Lenny Cook was, like, a New York City phenom at the time. And LeBron just ended up just destroying him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy, LeBron's going to be unbelievable. But, you know, Steph Curry was not not even a top-five pick. The Timberwolves took two point guards, two ahead of Steph Curry, Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. By the way, I just read a piece – I think it was Chris Ballard in SI about David Kahn and what he's up to. He's the GM who drafted those two guys. And obviously he didn't want to talk about his process um, picking those two guys over Curry. But, like, again, Steph Curry, not the kind of guy that you'd expect to be, like, an all-time top-ten player. Came out of nowhere. So, yes, there are big expectations for Wembenyama. And the spotlight and the glare will be on him. Guys, Steph Curry was not getting national TV games out of the gate as a rookie. He was not on the radar. He had a couple ankle injuries in the first few years. There was no, no hype. Like, nobody, none of the um, what was it, the the Barkley crew, the TNT guys, they were not talking about Steph Curry in his rookie year, like, oh, here comes Curry, oh my god. There was none of that. That's gonna be the case with Wamben Yama all season long. Why? Because the the audience is gravitating toward a new potentially generational prospect. They're not doing that. They're not, Draymond, simply because the media is hyping him. Look at the film. I mean, Rob, you, you, would, you, would, you would hopefully agree with me that like I don't need some media to hype the hell out of a prospect. I could just watch what Wembenyama's doing. We've never seen this stuff before. Jokic was a second-round pick, just won a title, is the best player in the league. Giannis, what do you go know, uh, 12, 13, to, somewhere in that range, um, was the best player in the league. Like, these guys have risen quickly, and I think a lot of the media, if anything, is afraid to have missed on another European prospect. Um, Remember, there was still a Luka versus Trey Young debate when they were coming into the league, remember? So the media kind of missed on Luka. Um, The media definitely missed on Jokic. The media definitely missed on Giannis. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. International players are taking over. Wembenyama's the guy. He's the guy you got to watch next. Like, okay, great. They can say that, Rob. But I have eyes too. And I can watch Wembenyama totally dominate. Again, it's a lesser league. He did face Scoot Henderson and company, but like, uh, even in those lesser leagues, they got guys six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, seven feet, and he's dominating them. So I don't think the hype train is out of control. I'm just worried about all the ancillary crap that goes with it, Rob.
4: Yeah, he, what what helps Wim Banyama, even though you know the internet's available and you can kind of watch him play, and to your point, that league that he plays in is not the top league over in Europe. But what helps his case as well is that the only time that people were really locked in and watching him playing was against that G League team and he put on a freaking show. I think he had like 35 and 10 and like a bunch of blocks and he was doing, you know, three pointers with one foot. Like he was he put on everything in his in his bag was on full display. And had they known who he was two years ago, would they have still felt the same way if they had seen him get bodied up by Kenny Lofton Jr., who I believe went undrafted to the Memphis Grizzlies. Like that's the same guy. And that's what's going to happen. He's a young player. What I think is going to be most fascinating with Wembenyama specifically, because the hype around him is so big, you mentioned the tickets already being sold out. It Obviously, this is an, an apples to orange comparison. But when Lonzo Ball came out of UCLA because of his father and the hype train around him and everything he was saying about how great my son is, that my son's better than Michael Jordan, blah, blah, blah. There, As much as it was like a, a, a sideshow to want to just see what he can, just to see what the hype is about with this kid. I would argue that probably half of the people who tuned in were tuning in to watch him fail, that they wanted to see this kid, not because of anything he did, but because of his dad, that we want to see him fall fat, flat on his face so we can laugh at everything that his dad's been saying. Part of me feels like because there's so many big name people in sports media, like you know Draymond and Woj and friend of the show, Chris Broussard, Jason McIntyre, whoever, pick your favorite person, Everybody is so all in and the consensus is that this kid's going to be great. They almost want to see him go down because they can say, see, these guys know what they're talking about. The media, blah, blah, blah. Like the media is this big enemy that we all got to be wary of. So that's what I'm anxious to see come Saturday morning. However, he plays. Are you going to see people come out of the woodwork and see like, oh, see, he got pounded on the rebounds. He, he, he's too thin. He can't take the pain of the NBA. That's what I'm most interested in about yeah. with Wemunyama.
3: The other thing I forgot to add so, not only does the media love to unearth new hidden gems, but they love the build up teardown, Rob. You know this. The media was hyping Lonzo. Now, it didn't help. It didn't hurt that Magic Johnson was like, hey, save some of my records. Remember that? I mean, it was just like, come on.
4: I do remember that.
3: Yeah, I was like, come on. Let's settle down just a little bit, Magic Johnson. Um, Lonzo's dad, you're right. He certainly didn't help. And it made me think about this. I don't even know what Wembenyama's parents look like. Is his dad a seven footer? I have no idea. Does he have brothers, sisters? I know enough I know very little about him other than he looks utterly dominant in the basketball footage I've seen of him. Um so yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm clearly rooting for Wembenyama, Not rooting for him to fail. I'm not one of those guys. But the, yeah, the media gets caught up in this build-up teardown, and you could see it with a guy like Carson Wentz in the NFL. They loved building him up. Oh, North Dakota State, Carson Wentz, here he comes. He's this big guy, nearly won an MVP. They never bounced back from the injuries, and now it's just, I mean, just torch Carson Wentz. He's not even signed in the NFL right now. But even in the NBA, um, I mean, how many times have we heard about this guy's the next baby Jordan from LeBradford Smith? Shout out to Louisville. Uh, Harold Miner, next baby. Harold Anybody? Minor. You remember Harold Miner, USC guy?
4: That was like, my guy, yeah, absolutely. Dude,
3: who didn't love these guys? And, and that's more a media creation, like, oh, look, this guy's basically got the Michael Jordan starter kit. I'll never forget Ty Lu came out, essentially, I think it was in Orlando, I'm not certain, but wherever he was early in his career, he tried to look like Allen Iverson. With I think it was the braids and like the bagginess. He really tried to be like an Iverson. And there's a lot of guys like that who wanted to look like and be like, kind of mimic other players. And it's like, I get it, you know, you're trying to make a name for yourself by looking like and playing like this guy and I'm going to be the next so-and-so. Kobe obviously did it with Jordan and and the mannerisms and everything. But I I don't know. I just, be yourself, be authentic. Don't worry about the media hype train, you know? Um, And Rob, I'll end with this. We're talking about Victor Wembenyama on video and on the podcast because we know there is an appetite for Victor Wembenyama, okay? You remember remember this. De'Aaron Fox went against Lonzo Ball in high school, and Fox dominated him. Why? Because Lonzo Ball was the hyped. Everybody knew, oh, the Ball brothers and LaMelo and uh, the other brother um, and Lonzo. They were like a story, and that put a target on his back. And they went head-to-head in the NBA, and Fox ate him up. And it was like, I'm coming for you because you're getting all the hype. Rob, here we are a little ways down the road. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I know he's had some injuries. Nobody would argue. De'Aaron Fox. Better player. The media hype Lonzo, but not just hyped him, to hype him. And Rob, you know this as a producer. Like, we need to appeal to our audience. What does the audience care about? I know we've got a huge NFL audience. We've got a gambling audience. We have something of a fantasy audience, and we got a basketball audience. We've got a college football audience. I would love to come out here and talk Otani, and I think we will hear shortly, probably next week, because, you know, do you trade Otani? Do you keep him? But I know our audience is not heavy, heavily skewed toward baseball the baseball audience goes to the baseball podcast. We're kind of an all sports. Uh, You guys, I'm a personality or whatever you want to call me. And and you know, kind of what I like and what I gravitate toward. But yeah, like if we put Lonzo ball in a podcast three years ago, people are going to listen. If you put Lonzo ball in like a headline podcast now, is anybody listening? Probably crickets. I mean, you got it. You got your podcast feed. You open iTunes. You're looking if you see oh this guy's talking about Lonzo Ball or Victor Wembanyama like that's a no brainer, right? But who's the guy you mentioned? Lofton, Kenny Lofton tried doing a podcast about Kenny Lofton, and nobody uh, people probably are not going to listen. So it's not necessarily the media hyping. We know what you guys want. I hear you guys coming after me for my Joel and B take heavy. I see Saints fans love me. I've got all these new followers now because I said on the herd Wednesday among my crazy NFL predictions that could come true. Saints win the NFC. And now all these people are like, oh, J-Mac Saints, let's go, Derek Carr. And it's like, okay, so now I'm like a Saints guy and people want to hear me talk about the Saints. But in reality, that was just a crazy take. Like, what are the odds that's going to happen? Slim, very slim that the Saints win the NFC, but there is a path to it. And like, I don't know, I, Rob, I'm just rambling now, but you, you know as a producer every day, you're not coming to me and saying, hey, dude, there's this NHL guy under the radar. We got to do a podcast. Like, that's not happening. We're not doing that. You got. There's other podcasts that, could, that can talk about that stuff.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and like it or not, again, America, Victor Wimbanyama is going to move the needle in a way that we probably haven't seen in years in the NBA. And let me just put it to you in this perspective. We were talking before the podcast, Brandon Miller, number two overall pick to Charlotte, has been struggling Joe Namath style, you know, these first two games. He has, what, 10 assists, 10 turnovers, 15 fouls in two summer league games, right? There is a <laughs> small blip of commentary about Brandon Miller and how poorly he's played because this is the summer league, but more importantly because it's Brandon Miller. Nothing against him, but he's just not a household name yet. I would even argue Scoot Henderson is more of a household name at this point than Brandon Miller. If Victor Wimbanyama comes out tonight and goes for eight points and six rebounds and nine fouls, I promise you that is going to lead almost every television debate show on Monday. Like that is what's going to happen. People Bust! care about this guy in a way that it's hard to put into words. So yes, we, America's asking for Wimbunyama content. We will oblige and give them Yama content.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats.
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/colon to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/colon. Tirerack.com the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
3: All right, so that hopefully will prepare you for tonight's thrilling Summer League matchup. and Yama, Brandon Miller, sold out in Vegas. And now we're going to pivot to the NFL. So we've got just enough Fridays left before the start of the NFL season that if we can jam every single division on a Friday into the podcast, I think we'll finish uh, the league in time. So we'll just quickly buzz through. We'll start in the NFC. Uh, last year, the Philadelphia Eagles, 14-3. and three. Now, uh, I'm not going to go super deep on every team. Sorry, Commanders fans. But I'll say this. Last year at this time, just remember this, okay? Last year at this time, everybody was picking four teams to like be the best team in the NFC. A lot of people loved the Rams. They had just won the Super Bowl, okay? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had been the number one seed two years in a row, and he had won two MVPs. Everybody loved the Packers, okay? So the Rams... Packers there was a lot of love for the Cowboys who were still good and Dak Prescott and like people like the uh, the uh the Cowboys no surprise and the fourth team that everybody loved was the Tampa oh actually there was five Tampa Bay Buccaneers had had Tom Brady they were one year removed from winning a Super Bowl and then the fifth the 49ers who perennially are in the mix no well I shouldn't say nobody because I do remember Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders came on this podcast and was started hyping the Eagles and You start looking at the schedule, you're like, "Ooh, there's a path to some success here." And I went to Vegas and I bet them to win the division and exceed their win total and blah blah blah. And the Eagles go 14 and three. I'm just telling you, Rob. No, not many people. Maybe like one percent of the football prognosticating audience had the Eagles uh, winning winning the NFC. So what happens now this year? Right? We just saw. Well, it's the Eagles, obviously. 14 and three. They'll probably do it again. And it's the Niners, but they got a quarterback question, and it's the Cowboys. That's what everybody loves. Aaron Rodgers is gone. There really isn't even a fourth team. The NFC is super wide open. I mean, you look at the NFC East. I'll tell you right now, the Giants will regress. I'm looking at their record 9-7-1 last year, squeak into the playoffs, get the win over the Vikings. Um I'm not a believer in Daniel Jones. You guys know this. Saquon Barkley's still not signed. I expect him to be signed. Yes, they got better, adding Rob G's Darren Waller uh, from the Raiders. The defense should be good. But this team, essentially, new head coach, new coordinator, and took some people by surprise. They won some gimmicky games. They were getting slaughtered by the Ravens. I think it was 17-3 or 20-3. And then they storm back. Lamar Jackson vomits all over himself. And next thing you know, the Giants win that game. They won some ugly games. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's like like tennis game. I played a, a, a buddy this week who's better than me. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden, it, it's 4-3 him in the first set. And he's, like, frustrated. Like, how am I not putting this guy? This guy takes lessons every week. And, and he expected to come out here and murder me. It was 2 nothing, And then I fight back. It's 3-3. He's up 4-3. He beats me 6-3, 6-3. But second set, he was up 4 nothing, And I storm back. And I, he's like, this is taking me forever to understand your junk tennis game. Because I don't have precision strokes, uh, I, I'm doing some wacky stuff out there. I'm just getting by on my athletic ability. Um, yeah, go ahead and laugh. And all of a sudden, I, I did lose six63 6-3, But he's, you know, he's a good player. I feel like the Giants last year got by with a lot of junk, and now you're paying Daniel Jones a lot of money. The future doesn't look as bright. I I see a world where the New York Giants finish last in the division. I think that's on the table. More realistically, they'll be third, but they're not going to the playoffs. Washington is the tough team to predict. We know the Eagles are winning the division. I think Dallas could have a path to winning the division, but my, I'll tell you my issue with Dallas in a second. So the reason I, I, I'm questionable on Washington is uncertainty. We don't know what Sam Howell is going to be. And I know everybody's going to say, well, we saw Sam Howell. Jason, he's not good. Timeout. Last year, you guys remember, Jalen Hurts was a one-year starter with the Eagles. Do you remember the playoff game against Tampa? I remember it because I lost money picking the Eagles like an idiot. They were down 31-0, and Jalen Hurts was a deer in the headlights, could not complete a pass. Uh, Bucks were all over everything. They got A.J. Brown help take him to the stratosphere. But Jalen Hurts made a, a, a leap that we don't see, like a Josh Allen type of leap. We don't see those leaps. And that caught everybody by surprise. What is Sam Howell going to be? He started one game in the league, kid out of North Carolina. He was for a minute like a really, really good uh, prospect at North Carolina. But – I don't know what Eric Bieniemy is going to be as an offensive coordinator. Finally, calling plays, right? Forever, he was the OC in name only in KC. Andy Reid was running the show, and he had Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know what Washington is going to be. I kind of like their scope position guys. They won eight games last year with a poo-poo platter of Carson Wentz and whoever the hell else they had at quarterback. Like, I mean, I don't know if the if you told me Rob G, Jay. I could see a nine and eight Washington team creeping on a wild card. Would that surprise you?
4: No, no, it wouldn't at all. Like this division, well, all the teams in this division, especially outside of Philadelphia, because I think their talent level is so immense. You couldn't surprise me if they went seven and ten or eleven and six with any yeah. of the other three teams. The 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 variance in this division is going to be incredible because. For whatever reason, they all play each other tough. And Riverboat Ron, for all of his you know, shortcomings, especially at the quarterback position, to your point, we have no idea if Sam Howell can play or not. Is it feasible that he has a Daniel Jones-esque season where they say, hey, limit the turnovers. We're going to play defense. We're going to run the football. We're going to win ugly. And next thing you know, heading into December, their, what, seven or eight win team. Yeah. Would that shock you? Not not really.
3: Not at all. And remember, Chase Young, uh, who was like a big-time prospect coming out of Ohio State, he was a monster as a rookie, had the bad injury, and he he was just ineffective last year. They declined his fifth-year option. He's playing for a contract, and this is just second contract's the big money one. Would not shock me if Chase Young came back as a defensive end and was like among the league leaders in sacks and just plays like a man angry. Because they declined his fifth year, you know he's like, "I got to get paid." Come on, this is the generational wealth I'm sitting on, and because of the injury, it's kind of slowed his career. So I don't know what to make of Washington. I could see them finishing, I'll say second, third, or fourth, but most likely third or fourth. Um, Dallas is the tough one. Here's my issue. You know, just to be clear, Eagles will be Eagles, almost certainly win the division. Yes, there's some concern about losing both coordinators, and the team is aging a bit. Um, and there's just too much talent for me for them to go from, like, 14 to 9. I, you know, I saw some stats about how Jalen Hurts barely threw fourth-quarter passes last year because they were kicking everybody's ass so badly going into the fourth quarter. Like, this was a really good team. I don't see an area, there's not a unit where there's a drop-off. Um, I, I think they've got the best offense in the division by far. I think they've got the best defense in the division. I know the Cowboys is good, but I'll still take the Eagles. So I got the Eagles winning the division, probably 11 or 12 wins. Dallas is the interesting one, Rob. So, Kellen Moore, highly thought of as an OC, loved by Jerry Jones. Kellen Moore is ousted by McCarthy. Now, why would McCarthy do that? And I think a lot of people are predicting, well, Kellen Moore loves to throw the football. He likes tempo. And that's not really McCarthy's DNA. McCarthy is a slowdown kind of guy. He wants to run the football. He wants to win with defense. He's got a good DC in Dan Quinn. So out goes Kellen Moore to the Chargers. In comes Brian Schottenheimer. Now, I've tried to find the answer to this. Uh, it's a tough one. Will Blackman, uh, who comes to the herd, you know, what, what, once every few weeks or whatever. He, he's actually an intern with the Dallas Cowboys right now. And I asked him, like, okay, so what are you, sitting in on meetings? And he's like, yeah, yeah well, you know, I'm around. I'm like, I want to know who's calling plays because it's not totally clear. McCarthy is an offensive guy. He don't fire the OC to bring in a new guy to call plays when his job, yes, his job is on the line. So my gut tells me McCarthy is going to call plays. There have been various reports about who's going to call him, but I think it's going to be McCarthy. And some people have looked at his history and he wants to slow it down. His pace is going to be one of the slowest in the league. And now you lost Zeke. So a lot of Tony Pollard and try to win with defense. And listen, that may work fine in the regular season. Because they do have a good defense. Um, Trayvon Diggs, by the way, who was thought to be a good corner, but the numbers said not really that good, and then he was kind of good. I think he isn't the kind of guy you're going to put on number ones anymore. Because now you got Gilmore and you got Michael Parsons. Like they got a really good defense. They're going to cause some people some problems. It's the offense that worries me. I think they want Dak. Remember they lost their tight end Dalton Schultz. I I think they want Dak doing a lot of game managing. Back to when he was a rookie, what what did he have, like 24 touchdowns and four picks? Some ridiculous numbers. But he was—he took, I think, 150, 200 fewer pass attempts um, when he was a younger quarterback, and now he's being forced to throw a lot more pace and tempo up with Kellen Moore. I would just, it feels boom-bust-ish, Rob, with with the Cowboys. I, I don't want to say they fall off a cliff here but I don't want to say that they're definitely 11 or 12 win team. I think they'd probably settle on about 10 wins and they're in the wild card mix.
4: Yeah. If there was such thing as a make or break year, this is a make or break year for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, because to your point, that roster, I know like the Eagles kind of um, skew our idea of what a loaded roster is because between them and the Niners, it's like ridiculous. It's all pros everywhere, but relatively this Cowboys team is stacked. Up and down the roster, receivers, running backs, offensive, defensive, Micah Parsons, you know, like the secondary. Trayvon Diggs had a billion interceptions and, and he was maybe their third or fourth best defender. Like that's how good their team is. Uh, Talent-wise. Everything's gonna fall on Dak Prescott. If he comes up small again, because I think in the regular season they're they're a 10-plus team, 10 plus wins either way. Yeah. If they flame out in the playoffs Ooh. again, and it's again, it's because Dak Prescott can't do what you would expect a highly paid franchise quarterback to do. I would not be surprised if this time next year, Jerry Jones is looking for a new quarterback.
3: Yeah. A new quarterback. Oh, I thought he would say coach. Wow. New Both. QB. Wow. Both. Well, I mean, I think Dan Quinn thinks that he's getting the job. Remember the last two summers he's interviewed? Yes. or last two off seasons he's interviewed? I think he had one or two offers in that time. And my guess would be out with McCarthy. Let's just promote Dan Quinn because the defense is great. The offense can't figure it out. Um, yeah, so I, I think we're pretty much in lockstep. Eagles for sure in the playoffs. Um, Cowboys probably second, and then I, I think I'm gonna I'll go out on a limb. Washington third, Giants fourth. And yes, I don't like the Giants because I'm a Jets fan, but um, I don't know, Rob. Are you mostly in agreement with Giants and uh, and Washington? Uh,
4: I, I guess I, the thing is I don't have a strong feeling either way. I can see both of these teams winning ten win, winning ten games. I can see them both losing yeah. winning six games. Like now it's the, they're. Yeah. Right there. I, I, I guess I would lean Giants, though, because I trust Dayball more than I trust Ron Rivera.
3: So I, one thing I want to do, I want to check the Washington schedule real quick because in, if there's a, a, a world where, hey, this team is not good and the new owner steps in, and uh, let's see, out of the gate, ooh, looks like they open with Arizona. That should be a win. Denver, probably a loss. Buffalo, Philly. So th- let's say they start 1-3, Rob. Then they have that huge game against Chicago. and it like, And I say huge because it's like, okay, we got to beat Chicago. But if you lose to Chicago, Atlanta's supposed to be good. Giants, Eagles, Patriots, like if Washington starts out something crazy bad, like one and seven, does the new owner say, hey, see that kid at USC? We want him. Let's start Operation Tank. Let's start playing the young guys and let's aggressively go for it. I don't personally think they'll be that bad because um, Rivera doesn't want that to happen. Obviously, his job's on the line. But my gut tells me Washington is plucky and competitive, just like they were last year. Um, all right, that's a lengthy Friday podcast to take you into the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, ho- hordes of Wembenyama coverage, just just tons of it. Um, Rob, you want to guess his stat line for the game?
4: Uh, 21, 8 rebounds, 5 blocks. I'll
3: go 17, 16, and 7. 17.16 wow. boards, okay. seven blocks. I think he's un- unbelievable. Now, I hope the Spurs don't screw it up and he plays like 15 minutes. That would suck, but that on brand for suck. the Spurs. All right, guys, talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.